0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: And we're getting to the heavy hitters now as the uh, the man who covers the Padres for... Uh... MLB.com. AJ Caswell joins us. How you been, AJ? I'm, How's I'm, not, a week been? I'm not a heavy hitter. Heavy hitter. I'm the
2: second most important AJ in this building. So let's. Well, we'll. well I mean that's that's that's
3: high, that's high bar. You're assuming that he probably not. Probably he not, might not even. be there's here. Other AJs here. I, I gotta tell you, <laughs> there's uh, other AJ's. You might be third or fourth. Yeah. AJ and I were both co- coerced into joining a a, a uh, NBA fantasy league yes with, we're talking uh, about that and with Darren Feeney and 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 some of his boys Darren Feeney are we gonna is, make our
2: performance public yeah we league? might
3: as well let's get it out there right. and, we're bad. and I both of us are bad we're really bad and <laughs> we're really we're bad. really bad I, I mean is that okay if he speaks for you in that <laughs> manner well it's accurate. It's accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah, it's, accurate. Okay. it's solid So reporting. we 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 ran into each other earlier in this, this week and we kinda, you know, consoled each other of our years. Yeah, you
1: guys were definitely consoling. You. How bad can it be?
2: The season's only like Put fifteen games
3: old. I don't know. How big are the rosters? Fifteen?
2: Uh, Yeah, something like that.
3: I think I have eight guys who have O's next to their name. meaning
2: out? out. (laughs) (laughs) You have an (laughs) excuse. You don't even have questionable? Not even questionable. No questionable.
3: You got out. Everybody's out. It's been a rough year, but let's get to some baseball. AJ, uh, obviously the other AJ that has been walking around these parts has seemingly had his hand in everything, at least reportedly. Um, Hasn't worked out to this point. But does that lead you to believe that there is, with the type of money that was being thrown out there, that there's plenty that can be done with the remaining guys on the board?
2: Yeah, it feels like something's going to happen. Because if the Padres are willing to commit that kind of money, which they were. At that length, too. Yeah, it it means that something's going to happen, and there's a lot of really good players still out there. And so the Padres have different ways they can go. I think maybe it was Monday when we talked to A.J. Preller, and he said, I mean— it's still kind of a toss-up between whether they want to really focus on the rotation or the bats. I think they want to. They I mean they need to get both. It's kind of a matter of where do they allocate. Um, but they have some positional flexibility on offense because they have some guys that could move around. They could add a shortstop if that's where things are. The first base market is. Is I mean it's thinned out it's a little thin, bit yeah. now that now that Abreu and, and Josh Bell have signed. And so I think um, I, I guess we'll we'll see where things go. But the Padres are. Going to be able to make a splash acquisition because of clear, clearly the money they have to throw around.
1: Should we be at least a little bit surprised that the Padres are making a splash acquisition, or probably going to make a splash? There should be any surprise, or should we just be like, no, this is what we expect? I mean, after Manny Machado, we all thought, okay, that's, that's it our, for a that's while. That's our limit. That's our. That's our. And then you know, Juan Soto comes in on the trade. That's got to be the ceiling. Uh, but, you know, here they already spent some money to keep Robert Suarez and Nick Martinez, and as you talked about, the money that they were supposedly in and on for Aaron Judge, I mean, how much does Peter Seidler have? I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we love it, but is, is there going to be a, a point where they they can't go anymore?
2: I mean, I think we should probably have some level of surprise at the level of, of splash acquisition that we're seeing. I, yeah. Going into the offseason, I figured the Padres would – would want would look to make some intriguing moves but for for them to be in on some of the high-end names when they've done everything that they've done i mean it's it already they they already have some so many kind of big money pieces on the roster i mean it, it it shows you that they're looking to contend as soon as possible and willing to take the necessary steps to get there which is i mean that's what you want that's all you yeah. can kind of ask yeah. for is if, if i mean if you're a fan that's all that's all you can that's the only place you can kind of go so i i Aaron Judge and Trey Turner, I I think before the off season, most most fans would have said. I mean that's even that's kind of a little, that's bit, of a a little dream. bit of a But but I mean they were in on him and they really wanted them and so I it it, it tells you that they're willing to go that yeah.
3: distance. Yeah. Andrew Cassaville joins us here.
2: Andrew for, Yeah, first
3: time I've seen that <laughs> uh, on his on his tag. Well I, I didn't see... have
2: yeah, I didn't have a – Did uh, they just <laughs> misrepresent <laughs> him or well, is, I, or I didn't is have that potential for this week because I'm pretty sure it, it being the hometown winter meetings, my boss has put in for everyone that was, was staying at the hotel. Yeah, they ah. forgot and about you. I'm not you. staying at the hotel. so ah. Fair enough. So uh, I got an Andrew Castro. So what did you do, smudge? pencil that
3: in yourself? <laughs> no, I had someone write it for <laughs> me. <laughs> um, how much do you think, I, I guess shouldn't say let down, how much of a disappointment do you think it was for the Padres not to be able to land uh, Jose Abreu? Because out of all of these guys that we're talking about, he seemed to be like the perfect perfect fit for a need that they had. how much of a disappointment do you think that was?
2: yeah, he's, he's the fit, and he's kind of the reasonable price where like if, if they had signed I don't know what they would have been willing to do if they if they had already signed him, would they have been willing to go after Judge and Turner like they did probably I mean like, at this they're, point, they're, yeah. I think so <laughs> but but I mean if they, if they had Jose Abreu kind of in the bag at first base. Knowing that you have that kind of middle of the order back, because I mean, if you look at their lineup, they, I mean, the the top end is obviously elite, the elite. one, two, three, but there's not a whole lot of lineup depth. They need that kind of bat in there. Uh, I, I think there's some disappointment on on that front. Yeah, the fact that um, I mean, who knows what they would have done had had we gone down that path, but that's the fit. I mean, the fact I think part of the fact that the Padres are so interested in. In so many shortstops, isn't necessarily that they? I mean, they, they clearly don't need a shortstop. Right. It's just that's where the that's where, where the talent, talent is. is right yeah. now. So um, maybe they don't necessarily need to go as hard after a shortstop if you have that first base because I mean they have they have Tatis, they, they have, have two have, Gold yeah. Glove
3: finalists up the middle right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: and Jake Cronenworth is very good at sex. So I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of options for how the Padres can add. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What that does for how creative they can get with with moving guys around, but they've clear i mean, AJ Preller does this all the time, He's every been year, very creative like. positionally yeah. when when there needs to be when he wants to bring someone in that he that he wants to
1: get. AJ Casabella is with us from uh, MLB.com. Uh, AJ, you kind of touched on it there a little bit, but should we as fans uh, be just kind of ready and prepared for the fact that Fernando Tatis Jr. is certainly not going to play shortstop? every day if at all for the Padres I mean I I don't know whether they're going to get a you know a Xander Bogarts or somebody but just the fact that they've been so interested seems to me that they're more than willing to move Fernando to the outfield I mean should we just kind of assume that or are we jumping ahead of ourselves I think we
2: can assume that that's a very real possibility I mean it's not nothing set in stone we need to kind of get to the end of the offseason and see what the roster looks like and where the pieces have fallen, but I mean, the fact that they're so aggressive in finding a shortstop, I mean, you don't do that if Fernando Tatis Junior is definitively playing shortstop. I so it's it looks that way more more likely than not that yeah. he's headed for an outfield spot, maybe occasional shortstop. I, I guess that's that that to me is the most interesting question, is what does it what does his role look like? Is it you're in a spot in the outfield and that's where you're playing? Or is it hey, you know what, you're athletic enough and versatile enough that you can move around the outfield yeah. you can maybe play some shortstop if needed I, I i don't know the answer to that maybe some of it'll be what fernando tatis jr is open to maybe some of it'll be contingent on what they do the rest of the offseason.
3: it is super interesting because there was a time in baseball if you move somebody like that he would be playing that position every day because you wanted them to to kind of acclimate themselves and that's what he's doing but today's game it's a little different you Maybe you value versatility in being able to go outfield, infield. It's it, 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 we all have to wait and see. I want to ask you about the pitchers that remain out there. Um, who do you think is is the right fit for this particular staff right now? You got a solid of three that you're gonna probably have in all of baseball, right? You yep. got Darvish, uh, you got you got Musgrove, you got Snell, um, Nick Martinez. I'm assuming. coming back in part because he's going to get an opportunity to start. There's a fourth. What type of guy, who are we looking at? Because it seems like some of the guys that might fit there are starting to come off the board. Quintana comes off the board. Walker comes off the board. What kind of pitcher, starting pitcher, are we talking about if that's the way they
2: they change? Yeah, I mean, Quintana was an interesting one for me. I think... um I think it's probably more likely that it's 2 than right. I, I mean we'll they no want to go into the season with I mean what what, what how how well they pre- performed Peter last Sizer season Peter Sizer
1: just went there we go again <laughs> more money
2: I mean it, it doesn't have to, it doesn't necessarily have to be the high end starter I don't know what exactly they're looking for in terms of uh, like how they're going to allocate their money they, right. they they need they need bats they need pitching I mean that's I mean that's baseball you need both right. of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway I think they signed Two starting pitchers minimum in the next couple weeks because they saw how effective it is if you can go into a season with seven guys. Yeah. You're for those in.
3: for those that don't remember, the Padres went six da- six guys to start for pretty much the first half of the season, and they even had seven. At it, it, it for yeah, a, seven for a, little a little bit, bit in of time there before, before downshifting into yeah. a more traditional five-man rotation, and that was
2: so effective it was for them super, down the stretch it was, because they was. I mean, Compare the 2021 September bullpen to the 2022 September bullpen. Nine day, and it was nine day because they were fresh. They yeah. had guys, they had starters, who were able to go seven innings a night, and as a result, they had a fresh bullpen, and the bullpen was great down the stretch. That worked. The Padres don't want to go into next season with a thin rotation, especially considering their, their farm isn't what it was. They don't necessarily have the pieces coming up. M- Mackenzie Gore got traded. There's not the AAA depth that that there had been in the past, uh, and so I, I mean. I don't know how high they're willing to go. I know Carlos Rodon's the big name out there on the market, but I think there's um, like there's qualifying offers attached to some guys. Maybe they go just below that. They've said they're willing to to pay the qualifying offer penalties. Kodai Senga's a guy that they're that they've shown some interest in. So yeah, I I guess we'll see. But it's it'll be interesting because we know they have to do something. They can't they don't have enough right now. So. We'll see where the pieces fall. Whether they go big, whether they go a couple, maybe two, maybe three smaller options. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it ends up being. But they need. They need starting pitching.
1: Is um, how's the farm system situated right now? I know everything's free agency right now, but eventually, you know, I know AJ Preller's always working on that. I mean, uh, and signing international players, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a time and a place for all that. But you mentioned the you know the trade last year to get Soto, thin things out a little bit. Where are the Padres in terms of let's say we get around to next season and it's time to try to trade for somebody big? Do they have any pieces left?
2: They have Jackson Merrill, who I think a lot of a lot of teams like, and and you know what they've done such a good job internationally and with the draft, yeah, finding guys that kind of ascend the rankings and end up. End up producing or being more valuable as a prospect than where they were selected or kind of what they signed for. They do a good job at finding that kind of talent, so they've they've replenished the farm system before. If there's one thing that we know that AJ Preller can do, it's replenish and build yeah. a farm system. Um, I don't know that they have like they can't. They I mean the Juan Soto trade was a was a once in a generation trade. They don't obviously don't have the pieces to make a deal like that. Sure, but there are teams that would that would bite on jackson merrill he's a really really good player with a really high upside so um they have kind of that front end piece they don't want to they're happy to have it i don't think they're going to give it away in a in some minor trade it would have to be a serious impact guy but um it's not the farm system that it was and they'll they admit that too they readily admit that and kind of welcome the challenge of replenishing it
3: aj uh as always, man, love – love. I, I, I shot A.J. A, a text like, hey, man, come up here get do an interview right now. And he's like, what time? Yeah. So you're always available, man. I appreciate you coming up, spending some time
2: he with He
1: won't you. be available on January 2nd, though,
2: this year. Don't say it. Don't say it because if you put it out there into the world, then I'm convinced A.J. Preller is going to make a trade that day. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to the Rose Bowl yeah, to see I'm your alma mater on going play. To the Rose Bowl, but.
1: I figured you're planning on going to the Rose yes. Bowl to see your Nittany Lions. So I am. Congratulations on that. I'll tell you where he's it's not going.
3: Fun. He's not going to watch his Brooklyn Nets. I know that.
1: All right, leave really his Nets out of it that. for the moment. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Rose Bowl before? I was there in for twenty seventeen. Yeah. Oh, when was Penn State there? Penn then? State, okay. USC. Oh, lost, I mean, unbelievable 52, game though. Wasn't it? it was an unbelievable game. Two
2: forty nine. I mean, even though they lost, maybe the coolest like football sporting experience was, I've ever had you it loved the, it huh? yeah the Rose yeah, Bowl yeah, was unbelievable the Rose Bowl's I saw 14 cool. touchdowns Saquon Barkley ran all over the place yeah. it was awesome they, good
3: did you get to you get to participate in the whiteout in your time at uh, Penn State
2: I did uh I did a couple of them and then I, I, I worked for the student paper there too so I didn't like you know, I wasn't fully immersed I was fully immersed in I think I think the first one actually against Notre Dame in 2000 the first full stadium whiteout I don't know why that intrigues me but I think that is like Really Penn cool. State, it, cool. it works because
1: of the white uniforms. But they don't wear the white uniforms at no, home. they don't. Even when they do the whiteout, you'd think they would you know, make a deal An with exception. the NCAA <laughs> to let them wear the all-white
2: yeah. for the whiteout game.
1: But they still come out I, in their blue tops. I think
2: they may have done that once.
1: Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. The Maybe plain wrap uniforms of Penn State. Classic.
3: I hope they never change. AJ, we we'll let you get out of here, man. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, thanks AJ. Guys. AJ Castleville joins us there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.